What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Raise the Flag podcast. I'm your host, Nick Italiano, here with my co-host, Ross. What's going on, Ross? Hey, how's it going? You know, living the dream over here. We don't have Tom because he's on vacation doing things that are apparently more important than our fantastic, fabulous podcast. Podcast? I don't know. What's a podcast? Whatever. Anyway. It's like a a regular podcast, but where your co-host abandons you. Yeah. So this is a podcast. So anyway, um, also I'm hungry, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, So last week we talked about medical gear. And you said that you were going to break down all your gear and uh, make 17 different medkits out of it. So did that actually happen? So, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I, th- I think I said what I was going to do is is take everything down, repack it, get really efficient, and then realize I had a bunch of extra stuff and then make more. And so, yeah, I, I sent – Nick, a couple pictures of everything spread out across my living room, across the table, the floor, some chairs and some bags. And I ended up with a pretty, I think, efficient bleeding kit. So based on the conversations with Shane and the conversations you, you and I had and, and Tom had, you know, I've got my tourniquet and my quick clot and, and chest seal and a couple little little band-aids things like that but but really really lightweight and a little pouch and that's great and then uh then i just the anxiety set in because well now what i have all these pouches and do i just do like an extended boo-boo kit because do i really need you guys got in my head do i really need more than four band-aids probably not so then i just have (laughs) all this extra stuff but what saved me is i have my giant duffel bag that i keep in my trunk and that thing is really well sorted. It's a Rothko uh, medic bag. It's got really nice organization. So I know exactly where everything is, but it also has a lot of space. So I just took all my extra crap and I dumped it in that bag. And my theory is I've got enough in my pocket or my, my, my bag to, to get me back to the car. And then the car is, is the space where I'm going to, you know, do surgery and uh, save lives. All right. Well, that's that's good. And um, while I wasn't but I, but I did on make it, I, I did make two ble- bleeding kits, though. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. Listen, why why I wasn't planning on it after you sent me those pictures, I sat down and did the exact same thing. And for three days, like I just surrounded myself with assorted medical gear and cried. <laughs> but I ended up uh, redoing my car kit to be a little bit more comprehensive than it was. I uh, you know my bleed kit basically stayed the same. Um, my big, like, not my big, but my, my like, other person, quote-unquote, first aid kit in my bag got modified a little bit. And now I have another fourth med kit that just will, <laughs> I don't know, exist. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, all in all, it was a fruitful exercise that caused uh, many days of anxiety for me and for you, I'm sure. So, um, yay. <laughs> yeah, and I still have extras. Like, I'm looking around my living room and I've got an Israeli bandage that uh, I was playing with and the kids are now... <laughs> playing dress up with and I've got there you go yeah I got a I got a box full of extras too so but you know whatever you're gonna use the stuff maybe some of the stuff I mean you know honestly I hope I never have to use any exactly hopefully never hopefully this is just a a giant waste of time and a waste of anxiety there you go um and money because this stuff costs money (laughs) yeah you know it is what it is but anyway that was fun. So this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, gear makers, and we're going to be talking about, I think we settled on five, top five gear makers Yes. that we like. I'm sure there'll be some overlap. I know, because you yelled at me for stealing your list or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know we had my previously list talked stolen. about it, but whatever. Um, 
so I don't know why this this exercise. Not really for any particular reason other than we like talking about gear. So <laughs> screw it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to recognize the people in the community that make good stuff. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, I don't know. You want to start? You want to start your list? You sure. want me to start? Yeah, uh, you go first. I'll go since first. You, since okay. you stole mine, I'll let you. Since I stole first. yours, okay. So, uh, so the the first person company maker on my list is P and W Bushcraft, and I know that's probably on your list too. But uh, they were I, on my list. Yeah, they were on Ross's list. But I I I do love P and W Bushcraft. Um, and I will say that you know based on how I came up with this list was just the stuff that I carry on a daily basis, and I carry like a metric fuck ton of pnw wax canvas all the time um it's in it's in my shoulder bag it's in my backpack it's in my car it's in my extended trip backpack that i use for like hiking or camping um but i love it it's just it's just really quality gear it's got an aesthetic that i enjoy you know it's like very uh rugged and uh i don't know if the word old-fashioned comes to mind, but like, I don't know, it's just, it's got a very classic look and feel to it. And it's just reliable, you know, uh, especially with any like soft good. Uh, one of the things I always, always look at, like when I first get something is the stitch quality and the stitching on this stuff just is so good and holds up really well. Um, even on things that are like high wear and tear, like the foraging pouch that I use a lot, and I'm always opening and rolling, stuffing crap in there, you know, rolling it back up. And, it, and, you know, this has been probably about a year and a half, almost two years I've had this thing and no issues. So it's just quality, quality stuff. Yeah. You know, they're on my list too. The, um, I don't carry as much of their gear cause I, I'm not the foraging guy. Um, I have one of their foraging pouches and I do use it yeah, usually to collect tinder. Um, uh, you know, cedar bark and things like that. But, um, the, the little, uh, Tinder pouch they made me that, uh, <laughs> according to Heather, no one's bought except for me, which is fine. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's in my pocket every day. It's, it's, it's completely worn in and, and, but it, it works perfectly. It, it sits nice, nice and flat in your pocket and they made it for me, you know, exactly the way I wanted it. And, uh, I think the other thing is, you know, Heather, is a fantastic person, um, super friendly, super responsive. Uh, so it's just it's always good to to have good products from from a good company with good people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I really like Heather and Todd. They're they're really great people. I you know I've got to see them at the Blade Show the last two years, and it's just awesome. They're fantastic to hang out with, and really uh, just enthusiastic and knowledgeable people. Um, which I think goes a long way, you know, behind their designs because they're not just making stuff that they think that people want. They're making stuff that say, okay, this is a need that I have in my, you know, daily adventures. And if I have this need, chances are somebody else does. And I think, you know, from their very diverse product line, that's definitely, uh, definitely proven true. So one thing I want to mention as we go through this list and, uh, this comes up periodically but you know so tom isn't here and when he is we're usually talking about his knives and obviously he's part of the podcast right and we know tom and he makes great knives but i wouldn't talk about his knives the way i do if i didn't actually use them and like them that's just not me uh i would just stay quiet and my point in saying that is whether it's PW, you're going to hear probably if you listen to this podcast at all, you know, the same names we've brought up at other times. That's not because we get 
free stuff from PNW or because they're just because they're our friends or whatever, you know, there's, there's other wax canvas makers out there. I think PNW stuff is the best that I've handled. Uh, and the same thing with these other makers, you know, there's a bunch of people that do all this stuff, but, um, I think Nick would agree, get offers all the time of free stuff. Um, I usually turn them down. I'm just not a free stuff guy cause I don't like being beholden to anybody. Um, but, uh, you know, any of the folks that we mention when we talk about these, these makers or brands that we like, or we, it's because we use them. Um, you know, and, and again, you may say, oh, all they talk about is, you know, Knives by Nuge and PNW Bushcraft and whatever, but it's because of the stuff we use. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's really what it comes down to. You know, when we, when we came up with this idea that like the list of stuff we wanted to create and kind of, uh, you know, talk about, I went into my bags of things that I carry every day and it was very easy for me to come up with my list, you know, and that's not to say that like, there's other people I don't, that I, I also like, cause I do. Um, there's plenty of like gear makers, knife makers out there that I love, but I just wanted to like really slim down to the stuff that I use and rely on the most extensively on a daily basis. So that is, that is absolutely a good point and good to bring up because we're not being compensated to, to list these people. You know, these are just the people that we like, you know, and when it comes to like Tom and his knives, like, you know, I say lots of good things about them because he sends me lots of free knives. Um, no, I'm just kidding. They are, they are, <laughs> they are great knives. <laughs> he sends me um, free knives in exchange for free money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but at any rate, um, so I know, wait, why don't you go on, pick one of yours now since I started. Sure. Uh, so one of mine is, uh, Corvus. So Corvus knife and tool, Corvus survival, uh, Jerry, you know, the carrion is a knife that I, you know, I saw a long time ago and it just spoke to me. It's a minimalist knife. If you look at, you know, how he came up with the idea and why he made it, it was to be a do all knife that could just be on his person and just be ready at all times. And, it's, uh, you know, for me, it's one of the few knives I always go back to and I always carry. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, he came out with the Puko Light, which is this super lightweight, super thin stock, almost like a fillet knife. It springs, you know, it almost bends to 90 and springs back into place. And it's ABL. And that thing is amazing, too. So I actually struggle because those those two knives, like I look at, like which one do I want to carry today? Because they're both just fantastic knives, and I guess I could carry both. But I'd be getting a little ridiculous for uh, my <laughs> usual daily tasks of you know opening Amazon boxes. But uh, I just I, I love his overall design uh, approach. Um, I don't think he makes a bad knife, and also I, you know they're tools. So. I've spoken about this before. Some knives are, for me, too polished and too too pretty, and I can appreciate those. But you get a knife uh, from Jerry, and you know it's meant to actually be used and, and be put to use. And so I just enjoy that. Uh, yeah. That's awesome, man. I, you know, I, I have never owned one of his knives. Um, I've handled the ones that you have, of course, and I've always, you know, every time I go to Blade Show, I always take the opportunity to go and fondle everything on his table. Um, and I, I really like them, you know, I mean, from an aesthetic standpoint and an ergonomic standpoint, like I got nothing bad to say, obviously, cause they're awesome. Um, I can't speak from a usage standpoint, but I will say like, you know, I've known you for quite some time and, uh, you have uh, knife ADHD, I think. Um, <laughs> and your, your likes, uh, shift with the wind and it seems like this this corvus uh especially the carry-on has been something that you've really 
appreciated over a good deal of time. You know, I think you've had that sucker for like what two plus years now, I guess. Yeah. Two or yeah. Three years so. Now. It has stood the test the test of time of of Ross's knife ADHD. I've actually had two because the original one I had was eighty CRV two, and I convinced Jerry to make one out of eighty six seventy. So I only moved the original one, you know, because I had two of them. Um, But yeah, so uh, I love that knife. It's a great knife, and it's just it's bomb proof. Um, Love it. Yeah, he does one of the best wraps. I think Uh, you know I do. Yeah, I do do my wraps on uh, a couple different knives that have helped design or, or, or designed. And, um, I actually reached out to Jerry and, you know, cause I didn't, I don't like to step on people's toes and I love the, the wrap that he did with, uh, epoxy on the, the carrion and, uh, the tchotchke, the little, the little guy that he makes. Um, and he was nice enough, you know, he, he gave me a couple pointers about, um, how he gets his to, to look so nice. And, you know, I tried to make sure mine don't look like his, you know, try to make them look a little different, but it's hard to, to wrap um, a knife with with jute or burnt jute and not, you know, kind of tip your hat to, to Jerry. So, yeah, he does he does a fantastic job, and I will be very honest with you. Previous to previous to handling his knives, I never liked jute wrap knives, and um, he kind of made me feel very differently about that. So that was that was cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, and I know, you know he's I'm, listened to at least one episode of this podcast, yeah. so I think we can consider him a super fan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And like, not for nothing, too. Like, you know, same same token as like we talked about Heather and Todd. Like, you know, Jerry is just a super knowledgeable dude. And, you know, when it comes down to like how he designs his knives, like, you know that there's a purpose behind everything he does. And it's not just for aesthetics or, or whatever it is. So I think that definitely goes a long way in, uh, in knives, you know, like. Absolutely. I don't know, because you see a lot of makers out there. They make stuff that looks cool, but I kind of, like, look at it and say, but but what's the purpose, you know? And then if you talk to them about it, like, they're like, well, the purpose is it looks cool. Well, that's, you know, I guess for a collector, that's that's valuable. But for someone who goes out there and uses their knives, it's not not really the same thing. So hats off to Jerry for great designs. All right. Who do you got next? Um, I'm going to go with another knife maker, and that's going to be the Woods Monkey slash LT Wright. Uh, I, I, you know, they're, they're both kind of the same company. Um, and I say the woods monkey because I carry that, um, the banana peel on a daily basis. It is the only folding knife that has graced my pockets, um, in like a a year and a half. So it's just a, a really simple, really tough, really functional design. It feels good in the hand and does great work. And I really, really like that. And, um, recently I've got to play with, uh, the Kerf carving knife, which I will be very honest with everyone who's listening here. Like I looked at this thing and I was like, oh my God, that doesn't look comfortable at all, but it actually is. Um, so I've been using that a lot over the last two weeks and it's a great little carver, um, which is fantastic. And, you know, it's all built off of like kind of the backbone of LT Wright, which I, you know, I still think makes some of the best functional knives for the outdoors in the industry absolutely you know they just i know there's like a hundred different models of lt right and it's like super overwhelming if you're like looking to buy your first one because you don't know what to get but you know you, you take a model like like the genesis and it's just a great knife you know it's super functional it does its job and it's awesome and it's simple you know it's not, nothing fancy you know i know they have a couple like fancy models that you can get upgrades for but I'm poor, so I never buy those things. <laughs> so, so 
I like that. I like the the pronghorn is just a awesome little pocket puko that really does just fantastic work. And uh, the the Frontier series, the Frontier First, Frontier Valley, just great little knives at a great price, you know. And I think that's that's good, especially for those who are coming into the hobby of outdoorsmanship and camping and hiking and bushcraft. Like, you know, don't spend three bajillion dollars on a knife when you don't even know what you like because you can get, you know, like a half dozen LTs and try different things until you figure out what you like. And LTs are super popular. So if you want to move the ones that really aren't for you, it's easy to do so. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I saw the curve and I, I handled it briefly. I'd like to play with it a little bit more. That My first reaction was the handle, the angles. It seemed like it might be uncomfortable in the hand, but you know, you told me it's not. So I'm interested in, in, in checking it out a little bit more. I have a banana peel. It's a fun knife. It's, you know, super slim and I have the slim scales on it. So it, for me, it's a nice one to just disappear in the pocket. And uh, yeah, I, I can't agree more about LT. Anybody that knows me at all knows I'm a pronghorn pusher. I, uh, that's my, I think hands down the best production bushcraft knife. Um, made and uh i have made a hobby of sourcing and uh distributing pronghorns i think i've yes. like close to a dozen at this point and i own yeah them, I, so. I was gonna say like because i know i got my i got my pronghorn from you and i i can think of at least seven other people off the top of my head that got at least one pronghorn from you, so. yeah it's funny because i haven't posted it a while on my instagram uh but when i do invariably i get the what is that how do i get one and, yeah. uh, maybe I don't post it because I I need a break from sourcing additional pronghorns. And yeah, well, they are they are a very very difficult knife to get your hands on too because they are very popular. So when they drop, they go very very quickly. Yeah, that's such a great knife. Yeah, definitely cool. good choice. Yeah, and we're gonna have and, uh, uh, and I'm gonna get you the, um, that curve. I'm gonna um, I'll get it to you this weekend. You can play with it for a little bit for a couple weeks or whatever and see how you, how you feel about it. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right, what's next up on your list? Um, let's see. Uh, Exotac. So um, Exotac is an interesting one for me. So um, I love fire and firecraft and ferro rods and all that. And so I think Exotac makes some of the coolest uh, ferro rods and, and uh, kind of fire accessories. Um, the Nano Spark is a great little you know, uh, it's a little spark wheel and has uh, integrated tinder storage, you know, for a little fire plug in the handle, which is kind of a common theme with them. I think is really cool. The uh, the machined capsules. So they're the uh, the fire rod, their ferro rod, the the rod can be unscrewed and, and replaced, which is, you know, that's cool. But for me, it's the, the capsule itself. So you have a fire plug, you know, you can throw the ferro rod in your pocket and you also have tinder with you at all times. So it's just a great, great product. Um, of course, because I'm insane, I immediately sourced um, hard ferro, so Austrian <laughs> uh, ferro rods from, from Five Call, and uh, worked with my neighbor who has a lathe and machined them <laughs> so I could screw those into my Exotac capsule. So mine are kind of uh, a combination of uh, a couple things, but even just the stock uh, Exotac, if you're going to get a ferro rod, it's, it's kind of hard to, to go wrong with those. And they have a bigger one too, the XL. Uh, I don't have one of those. I, I prefer you know, the smaller ones. Um, but yeah, overall, just great products. And I keep a Nano Spark in all my fire kits, and uh, and you know an Exotac uh, fire rod in a lot of my sheaths. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's awesome. And I, I, you know, what I love about Exotac is that, like, like you pointed out, like a lot of this stuff is is kind of multifunctional. And like, yeah, of course, it's all related to fire, but like the ability to have my fire starter with some tinder inside, like that saves space and it's convenient because not only like does it save space in your pack, but like if I want to just throw something in my pocket because I'm going to go outside and make a fire, like I could do that, which is which is fantastic. I don't have too many of their products, but I've messed with, and I couldn't name them because I don't know which one's which, but I, I've messed with them and I like them a lot. And they're really well built. You know, those capsules are really machined super, super nicely. Like the threads are all smooth and everything is, is uh, all gravy there, which I, which I like. It's attention to detail, you know? Yep. So it's definitely, definitely a cool thing. And, you know, speaking of like multifunction stuff, like we'll get into my, my next one, which is going to be Wazoo. Um, I love Wazoo and I know a lot of people are like, what's, what's Wazoo, but they've really blown up, um, over the last, uh, year or so I would say, but they make a lot of really cool multifunctional outdoor products. You know, their foraging bandana and their foraging bandanet are staples in, in my kit. And, um, for those who are unfamiliar with these products, they're like the bandana is actually just a bandana, cotton bandana, but it has a lot of information on commonly found um forageable edible and medicinal plants which is super cool um and it's not something that that i need personally because i am familiar with everything that's on there and can identify them without it but it's a great teaching tool for those who are unfamiliar or just don't have a lot of like knowledge and want a quick reference tool so it's, it's really great i use it with the scouts a lot i use it with my kids a lot to show them um individual things and then they came out later with a bandan net, which is the same as the bandana, but they put a net, like a mesh net on the back of it that you could use to actually store your um, foraging finds, or you can put it over your head as a bug net while you're hiking, which I've done because I hate when, you know, various beetles and flies and things are trying to enter my nose. Um, so that's, that's all good stuff. And I also really like uh, their spark necklace and their Viking uh, whetstone necklace, because it's, uh, you know, you can use it to start a fire, you can use it to sharpen your knife, you can use it to break a window, like it's, it's really multifunctional. And I just think the attention to detail in those designs and the, uh, the function there is, is top notch. Yeah, I have uh, a bunch of wazoo stuff as well. And uh, the, I really like the, the Viking whetstone. So I keep that on uh, a couple of my neck knives. It's just, it's great to just be able to touch things up really quickly and it, it sits well, uh, you know, on top of the sheath. Um, I use their their little ferro rod toggles on all my neck knives. Um, it's, you know, I always have a ferro rod on me, but it never hurts to have that that backup and they're so light. Um, and obviously I have the the spark necklace as well. And, uh, you know, that thing is, is bomb proof. I did a, an Instagram video uh, last year where I, processed an entire you know chunk of wood batoning the uh the little ceramic striker through wood and and processing the whole thing and it was a little silly and uh but it it worked and and, uh made a fire so a lot of cool gear i have the um the animal tracking bandana and i use it to gather tinder and keep it in my bag so yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) i've actually tracked an animal with it but uh it's it's well that's okay but you know what it's it's there if you need it, and and to the point that you brought up about the the spark necklace, like you know, I just want everyone to be aware. Like if you've seen the Wazoo Spark, and then you've seen some of the competitors slash knockoffs of the Wazoo Spark, and you say, "Wow, the Wazoo Spark is a lot more expensive than these," so the, the quality is there. 
you know, that, that striker is a uh, zirconia ceramic, and I'm not going to, like, I don't know the chemistry and, and all that stuff, but it, it's hard as hell. Like, I mean, it is literally bomb-proof. You can't destroy this thing. I've I've used it as a screwdriver. <laughs> I've used it to, you know, do some very light prying. Um, I've processed a ton of wood with it, and, you know, outside of getting a little dirty, it looks like it, it, looks like it was the day I got it. So the thing is, is awesome. And those little fire toggles are, are great, and uh, you can replace them. So, you know, it's, it's a great resource, definitely. Yep. And uh, the cash cap, too. I uh, I wear that all the time. And, you know, I, what I struggle with with that is I don't have enough stuff to put in all the pockets. Because <laughs> there's so many little, like, little hidey holes in there. But, uh, I'm, you know, I know there's other guys that put, like, lock pick sets, and I'm not. Yeah. I guess yeah, I want one of those. Enough, I don't have but, one yet. It's on my list. I don't, but I don't yeah, I definitely think it's cool. And they make they make a bunch of other uh, stash stuff too, which I, I don't have. But I know like dudes like uh, Bill uh, Sparrow Bushcraft has like the belt, and that's really cool to to store gear in. You know, I mean, yeah, that guy has like seven thousand lockpicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy with my one set of lockpicks, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got to figure something else to keep in all my little stash pockets. Yeah, man. Maybe so can. what else you yeah. got on that list? Uh, let's see. Um, so, well, you stole Wazoo and PNW from me. So, um, <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Whiskey River Trading. So they are pretty much the only place to go for, you know, high quality ax handles. And I, I have collected a number of old axes that needed to be rehung. And so, you know, they've, they've, provided a number of handles for me that have worked out great. Um, but also I am a notorious destroyer of axes. So I'll get towards the end of some splitting and get lazy and overstrike and destroy a handle. And, uh, they're just a great place to, to get a high quality, but fairly inexpensive. I'm always surprised at how inexpensive ax handles are. Uh, whiskey, I guess if you're, if you guys are listening to this, you should raise your prices. Um, but they also, they also just have a, a bunch of really cool axes too. So like their, their council tool stuff and, um, they just, they just have a lot of great stuff if you're into axes. Um, and, uh, actually I kind of came around on them. Um, I had ordered a handle and the kerf was like crooked and I haven't had one of those since, but at the time it was the first handle I had gotten from them and the kerf was, was not cut straight. And when I went to, to hang the ax, it just, everything went sideways and I got very frustrated and I cut the handle off and I threw it in the fire and I burned it. And then I reached out to customer service and I said, <laughs> and understandably, you know, they were like, okay, well, do you have pictures of it? And I'm like, no, I lit it on fire. I was angry. Um, <laughs> so that, that wasn't a great experience for my first piece of gear from them. But, um, our, our, our friend, Chris, uh, birding and bushcraft on, on Instagram, he, uh, he convinced me to, to give him another shot. And I've since hung, you know, half a dozen axes with, with their stuff and it's all great stuff and great guys too. So great company. Yeah. That's, you know, that happens, man. You know, not everybody, uh, not everything can be a winner and sometimes you get something that's a little bit of a dud, but you know what I, and I, I don't, you know, I'm not a tremendous ax guy. I don't go outside and split wood. I have my hatchets and that's basically all I need, but, uh, I've liked everything that I've played with at your house. So, you know, it's all, it's all gravy. Yeah. It's a good, that's it's awesome, a good man. lesson. And I know, uh, it's a good lesson in terms of customer support or not customer support, customer service. Just kind of like, if you're a small business, it's a good, th- how do I say this? It's that first impression, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. It, you know, 
do, do, do those get through? Yes. But, you know, my first impression was, why did anyone recommend this to me? <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> you know, who can't cut a curve straight? Like, I wish I had it had no curve when I cut it myself because then I would have been able to fix it. And, you know, and at the end of the day, it turned out, you know, it, was a, it wasn't a, a pervasive issue and everything else I've had is good. But uh, I guess lesson learned, right, for, for smaller businesses and small makers is every little piece of gear you release out to the world can have consequences either way, whether it's fair or not. Yeah. Probably my approach wasn't the, the, the fairest in terms of, you know, burning it to, to, to ashes <laughs> and, then, and then reaching out and saying, hey, what's going on? I'm sure they would have taken care of me, but. Rage burned. Um, but yeah, you know what? And honestly, from a consumer standpoint, too, like, I think it's it's great that you uh, gave a, gave them another shot. And, you know, because now you ended up with a company that you, you know, that ends up on your top five, you know. So it's, you know, hey, listen, everybody makes mistakes and I think it's OK to, uh, you know acknowledge that and um you know i know a lot of dudes that would be like have have that one bad experience and be like all right i'm never i'm never going to deal with them again but you know it's also you know when you have a guy like chris advocating for the company like i i trust him and i trust his opinions on things so if he says it's good i'm gonna tend to believe him on that so yep yeah great company yeah i apologize (laughs) sorry i I got mad and burned your product But um, so next up on on my list is Tough Possum, and uh, this is a company that's that's relatively new to me. Um, I got a couple of their pieces of gear of well of his piece of gear this year, and uh, and I'm really happy. Uh, really, really high quality nylon uh, bags and pouches, and um, you know I'm not I'm not going to name any other companies, but you know it's like. Sometimes I look at companies and I say, well, why, how can you justify charging this much for some nylon? And uh, I've always been very impressed looking at uh, Tough Possum's pricing. And it was, it was almost a deterrent at first because I was like, wow, this is so inexpensive for what it looks like you're getting. Like, is it really that, that high quality? But uh, the first piece of gear I pulled the trigger on from them was a like brighter than the sun orange, um, personal survival kit pouch psk pouch and man this thing is like this thing is so bright that you can't even photograph it well it it like bleeds into the rest of the into the rest of the picture and uh it's made out of like this waterproof or water resistant type material and the zipper has that uh, that water resistant ykk and uh man this thing is awesome i i it's in my pocket almost every day. And if it's not in my pocket, I throw it in my shoulder bag, which is also uh, made by tough possum. And uh, I don't know. It just never lets me down. And uh, I, you know, I like it. It's all made in the USA and that makes me happy. He makes great stuff and he's always innovating and he's always uh, getting some new cool stuff out there. So I like to see it. Yeah. His, his stuff is, is uh, really cool. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to say, can you make a five by seven zipper pouch <laughs> with a handle on one end that could be used for a bleed kit? Thank you. Yeah. I know you, you've had, had a hard time searching for that, that five by seven. And you know what? I don't know. I didn't measure it. That, that PSK pouch might actually be in that, that size range. Is it? Cause a five by seven, you can fit a, um, like a cat, uh, or uh, Sam XT tourniquet. Yeah, that looks mate. Oh shit! You may have already made it. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a time machine. 
Um, it, anyway, measure that for me because that's exactly I what I what I want. Because the the ITS bag I have works well, but it's 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 like an inch bigger both ways, which is fine. Except if you want to throw it in cargo pants, and I have a five by seven pouch, but it's like you know camouflage, which is the last thing you want for a first aid kit. So uh, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Maybe uh, perfect. Maybe perfect. Yeah, look at that. I might have I might have just sold a product. <laughs> um. Well, since you, since you, I'll, I'll go on my last one since you just brought them up, but that is ITS Tactical is my, is my last company on my list. And, uh, this is a company that is like, that I really hold near and dear to my heart because, you know, 10 ish years ago when I really got, you know, crazy involved in, in survival training and prepping and whatever the hell you want to call it, outdoorsman stuff. Um, ITS was like the first company that I, that I found that I went to. And, um, I bought a whole bunch of their products and, you know, it's all made in America, which is fantastic. It's all really high quality stuff. It's all really, really thought out. You know, it's, I mean, it's definitely more of a tactical company, obviously based on the name. Um, you know, the guys have military experience who started it, but, um, on top of making really great gear from nylon to medical stuff to lock picks, like their lock picks are with me every day. And, um, I carry a, you know, a bunch of their pouches and, even a couple of their older medical kits and stuff like that. Um, their website has a ton, a ton of really, really great information on their articles and how to's and, you know, things from like tying knots to, um, you know, more like theory mindset stuff. And it really helped me in the early days to kind of get my bearings and give me direction. So that's uh, they're a great company. Um, probably not too well known in the outdoor world, but you guys should definitely check them out. So, ITS, can you guys make a five by seven pouch <laughs> with a zipper and a handle on one end? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have uh, again. As I said, I have two of their uh, their. I don't even know what they call those um, those those pouches, but I think they're just utility pouches. Uh, it's, I think, yeah, I thought, I thought I found I know, the medic, the medical area, but they have a handle yeah. on each end, um, you know, and they're, they're longer than they are wide. Um, they're probably like eight inches long. Um, so maybe like eight by five or eight by four, something like that. And, uh, you know, they fit a tourniquet and, and, and all, all your essentials and it's got a really long Velcro, uh, patch on it. So you can, you can really label it and they sell you know, the, the, uh, the PVC patches to put on there. So like mine says bleeding kit. So there's no question about what it is or what's inside. So they, yeah, they make really great stuff. Yeah. And another thing that I, that I like about them is that they have made a lot of changes to a lot of their, their, their staple nylon gear over the years based on customer feedback, which is really cool. So, you know, I have a lot of their like earlier versions of things that they have since modified and updated. And the earlier versions were like great, but some of the newer, the newer versions, just the, the little tweaks and the little, um, quality of life things that, you know, we, we talk about like the, how, how things fasten to your belt. Like, is it a, is it a belt feed through or does it have a clip? You know, like things like that make a big difference. And, uh, they seem to like really take a lot of that feedback into account, which I, which I love. So, uh, that's the end of my list. Did you have anything else on your list? Well, again, you, you stole a couple of mine, but I'll, I'll, I'll add, uh, uh, another on. So, um, this is somebody actually in our community, um, who makes a lot of 3d printed stuff. Uh, father nomad. I'm not going to pretend to remember how to spell his, uh, name on Instagram. <laughs> Cause it's like, there's like letters and numbers. He's like a hacker. I don't know. It's, it's a weird name. He's a weird guy. Um, nice guy. A little, little out there, 
but you know who isn't. Um, but what I what I like about uh, Joe, I'm gonna blow up his spot. His name's Joe, and uh, what I like about Joe is I've reached out to him a couple times with like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if?" And he just makes it. So it's it's similar to like Heather at PNW, right? Where she responds right away because she gets excited about a new idea. So um, uh, ferro rod holders. That's something I've struggled with with Kydex sheaths. There isn't a great uh, supplier of. Uh, ferro rod holders that you, you, you use, uh, you know, Chicago screws to, to, to bolt right onto your, your sheath. And so he just 3d printed a few different models and sent me some samples and, you know, we tweaked a couple things and I know he sent some to, to Nuge as well. And now you have 3d printed ferro rod holders. Um, he does a lot of really cool glow stuff. So his glow lanterns I have, uh, as, uh, uh, lanyards on a, a bunch of my knives, but he also has, like he, so he just sent me um, some some skulls, and I, I I put one on my my Temple Hybrid. It's a three D printed skull, you know, lanyard bead is cool, and uh, he sent me some lanterns and stuff. And then <laughs> he sent me this thing, and I'm holding it up for Nick to see. It's this panel that I don't know. Joe still has to explain to me how to use it. Oh, uh, you got one too. Perfect. Yeah. I don't know what the hell this thing is. He says he did it for band-aids, but it has like 7,000 different slots in it and holes and it. it's too complicated for me to figure out. So he's going to send me a video if he hasn't already, but, um, but he sent me this and he sent me a bunch of lanterns, but then also there's a little whistle in there and it's a 3d printed whistle and it's a great whistle. And I was saying to him, cause he was like, Oh, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, giving away his freebies. I'm like, no man, sell these. Cause if you're, you know, again, going back to the podcast with Shane, where he's like one of the most important survival pieces of gear you can have is a whistle. Yeah. Um, you know, you look online and you go on Amazon or something like that, and there's a million whistles you can buy, right? But a lot of the titanium ones, because if you're a gear person, you might be, okay, hey, what about titanium, right? Lightweight, strong, whatever. They have little glued in plastic pieces for the actual whistle component. And mm-hmm. so now you've got a two-piece whistle that can fail because the plastic piece can come out. Because, you know, it's glued into place and that's, that's not ideal. And so he sent me this thing as a little freebie and it's like a fantastic whistle. So now I want like 10 of these whistles because it's super lightweight. It's super loud. It works well. It's slim. Um, so anyway, he just, he's, uh, like I said, Joe's a, he's a good guy. Um, he's, he's definitely interested in making new and different things, which is cool. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all 3d printed, which to me is, is fascinating. Um, just really cool stuff. Yeah. I know. Do you have one of one of these setups that I did? The, uh, is that the, the Nalgene, Nalgene thing? Model? No, no. So this is, well, so this is the other thing about Joe is he's all over the place. And so we talk about stuff and I think I tried to give him money a hundred times to get <laughs> one of those. And instead he sends me free whistles. So I want one. <laughs> so it was, it was actually funny because he, he sent me one of these and he asked me, you know, he's like, do you have like, are you a wide mouth or a narrow mouth uh, Nalgene guy? And I said wide mouth for life. But anyway. Um, so wait, is that so a wide mouth this. adapter? This is this is the this is the wide mouth adapter. Okay, so all right, so time out. So this is the thing. So he was making, I think, the other one, and and I'm the one. Sorry, I'm going to raise my hand here. I'm the one who said make a wide mouth one. And well, he said okay, anyway. so he was making it for me, and he sent it to you. So so funnily enough, though, is like so he sent it to me, and we did not have any kind of discussions on like how it's supposed to work or anything, or like what his design idea was. I just kind of played with it and, and figured it out. And the way I set it up was. And you can see this if you go on my Instagram. I made a reel about it. So I put the I put the filter up here, and then I took the little straw from the Sawyer, and then I put it on top of the bottle. And I was using it as like a as a as a sippy as a sippy filter. And he was like, he's like, wow, I didn't even think about that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow. So I was like, I thought I was doing it right. So it was really funny. So, uh, 
So anyway, the way apparently the way he designed it, he designed it that you could put the squeeze back on and squeeze it into your your Nalgene right. bottle. But yeah, I so like I like my sippy cup idea. Gotcha. <laughs> so he's like, it works. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying my adapter. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, maybe I'll let you play with it. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's my list. Um, you know, a bunch of great companies in our community. If, uh, if I overlooked anybody, I apologize. But again, this is the stuff I use or carry on me almost every day. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it's hard when, you, when you're making lists, right? Because, like, we have gear from, like, a lot of great people. And, you know, I, I kept the knife I kept the knife list really short because I was just really kind of going on, like, what I actually carried and used on a, on a regular basis. But there's so many awesome knife makers out there. Um, and, you know, people that I've worked with and... And I and I absolutely love their gear, you know. But it's you know, I had to pick five, so I picked five. <laughs> and on that note, but, yeah. So anyway, on that note, um, I guess we'll we'll wrap this up. Uh, Tom's not here to plug www.nicebynews.com, but I just did it for him. And uh, and he's got new stuff coming. One of those things is going to be the uh, the Wicket XL, which I'm getting a prototype of today in the mail. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to mess with that. And uh, yeah, so anyway. These days, my uh, full flat grind EDB is going to show up. I don't think your full flat grind EDB is ever going to show up. I want my money back. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Have a great week. So, y'all next week. <laughs>